Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. Okay, here we go. Revelation chapter 18, and you remember we were coming out of chapter 17, chapter 17 being one of the most difficult passages to interpret in the book of Revelation. But it it dealt with a vision that uh, an angel, one of the angels of the seven bulls, showed to John, took him in the spirit out to the wilderness, and showed him a woman sitting on many waters, many people, a harlot. And she was sitting on, she was coming out of this sea, this this ocean uh, of people, And she's sitting on the beast with the seven heads and the ten horns and such. And it begins to describe this harlot. And what we find out is that this apostate religious system, and we would talk about all the false religions of the world, including any false Christianity, by the way, everything false, uh, is sitting here. And there's she has in her hand a cup of abominations written on her forehead is the mystery of Babylon, uh, this uh, abomination before the Lord. And she's sitting on this beast that in a former chapter we saw as the Antichrist, but now we're seeing this beast in a larger sense of the revived Roman Empire, this Babylonian system. But notice this beast is supported by this Babylonian system, this political, this economic system, but she's writing on it as if controlling it, as if she is controlling this whole political system. But she's got this cup of abominations, and there is this, there's blasphemy involved in all of this. So in other words, all this is against God. It's, we, you could say the whole thing, both the religious part of the system and the political economic part of the system, the whole thing is just called the world system, the Antichrist world system. And so we're here in chapter 18 now, and this is where we're getting into the fall. We saw just at the end of chapter 17, just to put it into context a little bit, that the 10 kings that were supporting the Antichrist turned on the harlot, the woman who was riding the beast. The 10 kings turned on her and hated her, the religious part of this whole system, and really annihilated her. And so the beast, or or Babylon itself, is not completely annihilated, but the religious part seems to be annihilated at this point, and we're going to see the whole thing come down here in chapter 18. And so notice this. It says in verse 1, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon, the great, is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Sometimes birds were referred to as a type of demons. And so it says... uh, cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. 
The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. So, in other words, there was this whole system, this whole religious, political, economic system, but in it was, I mean, the the luring, the intoxication, the deception, the perversion uh, of uh, of the whole system. The love of money is tied up here. The, the pleasures of the flesh, carnality, is all involved in this system. And notice the religious system was involved in this too. I'm not talking about the pure religion of, of the Bible, but the, the perversion of that, the compromising system where it uses for example, the Bible, along with other false religions, okay? The Bible's not a false religion, but I mean it uses the Bible, but to the advantages of the flesh to manipulate people, to control people, to create wealth out of the, out of the Bible's religion. But that, there is truth to that in all false religions, at least with the Bible, you have the Bible to read and you can find out the truth from God's word directly. But there's a whole system that will take this and manipulate it, uh, like Paul said, about some people who preach the gospel that it's a cloak for covetousness. And so there's a whole system that we have to be careful of. Be careful of that system, but also be careful not to, not to judge quickly people who you think are part of that system because, you know, the Bible says man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Let's just make sure our hearts are clean. Let's make sure that we don't do that, that we don't fall into that false religion, of course, of any other religion besides Christianity. But even among Christianity, even under that banner of Christianity, there is uh, an apostate church, as the Bible talks about. Okay, so notice this. I saw this other angel, and it says he cried out, Babylon, the great has fallen, has fallen, and it has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every clean and hated, unclean, excuse me, and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So notice the wine of the wrath of her fornication the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants. In other words, this has become a big system. This, is, this has become a religious system. It's become a political system, but it's become an economic system by which people were making money. And we're going to see in just a minute some of the, the things that have been sold. Okay, now watch this. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive her plagues. So notice here that this is something that's not happening. This fall and such is not happening subsequent to the seven bowls of the wrath of God. But this, chapters 17 and 18 here, are what we called uh, each an excursus, or something of an appendix where it's not following in chronological order, but it's enlightening to some event that happens or some things that are taking place that help you to understand the other events that are happening and playing out in chronological order. And so here, this voice is saying, come out of her, my people, come out of Babylon, not necessarily uh, the city of Rome exactly, 
but come out of this system, come out of this deception, come out of the impurity, come out of the compromise, the love of money, the deceitfulness of mammon, this religiosity and such. Come out of this and serve God, creator God. Serve his son, Jesus Christ. Be pure before him. Be righteous before him. Don't take advantage of people, but do right before the Lord. So notice If this was at the very end, after the rapture of the church, before the wrath, well, who is he talking to? He wouldn't be, he wouldn't have any people to be talking to because the people that are left there are the people who did not receive and would not repent. So it's evident that that this part of what John's talking about, that there is a destruction at the end coming, but before the wrath of God, this angel, and I think it's it likely is the same situation where God sent earlier before the bowls, before the seven bowls of the wrath of God were poured out, and the angel went out to speak to every nation, tribe, and language and uh, to call them to repent and to come out of worldliness and to come into salvation, that this seems to me to be a parallel or an overlay to that And I heard another voice once again, verse 4, saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, lest you receive her plagues. Notice, if you share in her sins, you're going to receive her plagues. 4, verse 5, For her sins have reached to heaven. Oh, in other words, God is involved now. And God is done with this. And he, he is not going to put up with this anymore. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works. In the cup which she has mixed, mix double for her. In other words, uh, whatever she has done, uh, this is uh, the voice calling on God to give her double what she dished out. Verse 7, in the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxurious, luxuriously in the same measure give her torment and sorrow for she says in her heart I sit as queen and I am no widow and will not see sorrow so boy the arrogance of this system the arrogance of the religious system but the political economic system that says you'll never take me down and she says I I will always sit as queen I'll never be a widow I'll never see sorrow Verse 8, therefore her plagues will come in one day. Notice quickly, one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Boy, I tell you what, don't take God's delay in judgment as weakness. When he comes, it will be decisive. It will be final. Verse 9, the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her, For listen to this, for fear of her torment, saying, alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. First it says one day, now it says one hour. So it it seems that one day, in other words, this is going to happen, and it's going to happen quickly. But there's going to be a single event, like in one hour, that's going to be the the key ultimate blow in the one day. 
the whole the whole destruction is going to be like a day. Okay, not not to say that the numbers here are intended to be precise measurements, but obviously God's saying this is going to happen and it's going to happen quickly and decisively in one hour. Likely, this could be correlating to the significant earthquake that we read about where all the cities of the world collapse. Every city of the world collapses. And the city that he's referring to, Babylon, splits into three parts. And so this very likely would be the end of the economy of the world. Everything comes to an end. Everybody that was dependent on it is they they realize it's over. It's over. And so in one hour, your judgment has come. And the merchants... Notice the economics here. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys in the, no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold. Notice all the, I think there are 28 different merchant merchandises here that he mentions. Gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, silk, scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, marble, and cinnamon, and incense, fragrant oil, and frankincense, wine, and oil, fine flour, and wheat, cattle, and sheep, horses, and chariots, and bodies, and souls of men. Notice it starts with gold, and it ends with bodies and souls of men. We're talking about human trafficking that's happening here. This is all part of this system. It's all part of this system. You know, I read, and I don't know all the truth to it, but I read that just in the United States, the drug sales are a significant part of the economy of the United States and that some in uh, government know that if we did take down that whole drug trade that's happening, that it would adversely affect the economics and some would be against that adverse effect. And yet we would allow people to be enslaved with drugs and their lives be destroyed to, to protect the economics. Well, I, I don't know to what extent that's true or who exactly would be involved. I haven't investigated that and don't plan to. But I can tell you this, that's what the love of money does to you. The love of money will allow you and justify the compromise of human lives, They're the value of human life over money. And this would be true with abortion and other destructions of human life for the love of money and power. And this is this system that's going to be destroyed. God is ultimately going to judge this system decisively. It's going to come to an end. I mean, in one day, and then it says in one hour, this is going to end. And people are going to weep over the end to this. And he lists all these different merchandises and such. And of course, these would be very relevant to the first century uh, what was happening there, but gold, and, and starting with gold and the ending of bodies and souls of men, you can see there that much of this is relevant to today and will be in the tribulation period. So notice this now, the bodies of soul and souls of men, verse 14, the fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you, and all the things which 
are rich and splendid have gone from you, and you shall find them no more at all. The merchants of these things who became rich by her will stand at a distance for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. Oh, this is going to be traumatic for the people that were getting rich off of this system, this whole worldly political system, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great riches came to nothing. Every shipmaster, all who traveled by ship, sailors, and as many as trade on the sea, stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? And of course, This seems to be referring to Rome and the revived Roman Empire that will be in the last day. But, of course, it represents this system of the world that that had religious hypocrisy and religious uh, perversity and blasphemy against God, uh, compromise in it, and false religions. It all got mixed up in there together Whatever, in other words, whatever advances me, whatever advances our agenda and such, we'll use religion or not. And so all of this is tied up here. And boy, I mean, the smoke of her burning and really zeroing in on this city. And they said, uh, they said, what is like this great city? Verse 19, they They threw dust on their heads and cried out, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city in which all who had ships on the sea became rich by her wealth. For in one hour she is made desolate. Rejoice over her, O heaven. Notice the shift. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her after all this time, after millennia. God has avenged the righteous people uh, on the earth who have served the Lord way back from Old Testament times. Finally, he has avenged their martyrdom, their blood, their persecution on Babylon. Verse 20. Oh, verse 22, excuse me. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, thus with violence, or in other words, this is the way, with violence the great city of Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. This is finality. Verse 23. Excuse me, that was verse 21. This is verse 22. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, Trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of bride, bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery, notice this word, for by your sorcery, pharmakeo. And this is where we get the word pharmaceuticals or pharmacy from. This includes, this is, this is witchcraft, this is sorcery, but it includes the whole drug situation. Uh, the whole drug situation 
uh, is involved in, in tapping into the spirit realm. There's a whole sorcery behind this. And so notice, for by it your sorcery, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. And that doesn't mean just by drugs, but by your sorcery there's a whole deception, a way to enslave people, a way to entrap people, a way to lure people into this. It would be the love of money and also perversity and sexual immorality and everything that appeals to the carnality of people to bring them and into bondage to enslave them, including drugs. All the nations were deceived by these things. Verse 24, and in her was found the blood of prophets and saints and of all who were slain on the earth. So, in other words, when all this was destroyed and uncovered, it was, it was, the evidence was there that, oh man, this system had the blood of the prophets and the saints on it. In other words, this system was opposed to, even in a religious way, sometimes under the faith, under Christianity, even sometimes opposed to the pure prophets of God, the pure saints of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, here we see the finality of it. In the tribulation period, this is coming to an end. What I believe is this lady, this lady with Babylon written on her head, uh, sitting on this beast, that the kings supporting the beast, the Antichrist, and the revived Roman Empire are going to turn on her And halfway through the tribulation, this whole religious system is going to be destroyed, the religious part of that. But then we're going to see the whole thing collapse under the judgment of God. The the political, the economic, the whole thing is going to be judged. And I think we see a picture of this here in the 18th chapter. All right, well, that's chapter 18. I look forward to tomorrow, chapter 19. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's Word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman.